0: Good morning, everyone, and happy Mothering Sunday. So glad that you can join us this morning. Today's a day of firsts. Today, we started at almost half past ten. Today, many of you are sitting at home watching us. Uh, And please bear with us because there's just two of us running the service today. There are new things for us to navigate. Today, we celebrate Mothering Sunday and many of us can't meet those who mother us. That is really hard. We're going to have to find different ways to express our love and our gratitude to those who are our mums and to those who mother us in so many ways but thank you to all of you who serve as mothers today as we think about the topic of hope it is my prayer that you will be encouraged and blessed i pray as we are a gathered church today in a very different sense of the word that each of us will still experience the presence of god that we will be able to worship Him and that we will be transformed, renewed and refreshed for the barriers that we face are no barrier to Him. Now, we still have some announcements. We couldn't do church without announcements. It's been our habit in the last year to bring our offerings of prayer, both a thanksgiving and requests to God on slips of paper. Normally we take these and we pray for them during the week. Today, the coming together for prayer is not possible, but we can and still really need to pray for one another, and therefore we've set up an email address for you to send your prayers to, which is prayer at citygatesedinburgh.org. We will send these prayers out to the people who've offered to pray. If you want your email to remain anonymous, please state that on your original email, but they come into the eldership team in the first instance. You can also physically post prayers to any of the eldership team. Sometimes sometimes the old-fashioned methods work just as well as any other. Secondly, we are partnering with the local churches to support those who are struggling to get supplies because they're forced to self-isolate. If you're able to provide food, we are collecting here on a Sunday morning from 10 until 12 for as long as this is both appropriate and possible. If you know of someone who needs support, please contact us. Our aim is to deliver on a Sunday morning. Can I also remind people that food banks still need supplies so they can support the really vulnerable in our city. Please do what you can to support their vital efforts. And as a church, we have a commitment to support the Bethany care shelter next week. I know it's really difficult to get certain food items, but let's do the best we can. Make contact with Muriel if you've got any food for her. We're going to move into a a time of a song. You can sing, you can watch along, but let's just come into the presence of God as we listen to this music. The song is Where Feet May Fail. Let us all pray together. Father, this is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You are so close to us. We can do all things through you, for you are the source of our strength. Let all we do honor you, Father. As you encourage us, let us be an encouragement to those around us. On Mothering Sunday, you remind us: you are the source of all mothering, and you ask us: can a mother forget her child when she weaned from her breast? Even if she ever could, you could not however pressed. How you long to draw us close, hidden safe beneath your wing. Father, we come today all on different parts of our journey. Some are searching, some are feeling lost, some are hurting, some are feeling loved. Wherever we are and whatever we feel, we come to you as our parent who understands, who knows and who walks with us. Remind us when we falter and fail that you uphold us. We cannot outrun your love or free gift of salvation by Jesus' sacrifice for us. O Father, you weave our stories throughout ancient history and on into tomorrow. You number our days and surround us with your love. When we are dying, send your Holy Spirit to remind us of your loving kindness. Father, you know that just now there is much to fear and be frustrated about now in our lives. There's injustice and oppression, and the unfairness has not gone away during this pandemic. We fear losing our lives and our loved ones. We fear the effects of isolation and the uncertainty in our society. You are our comforter through it all. In your word, dear Lord, we are upheld, and in your arms, we throw our anxieties and find safety and protection. What in the world seems to press into our lives harder than we can bear? we know we are never holding on alone you father remind us to be strong and courageous to rely on you for our strength and not to fear you promise to strengthen us and uphold us through every heartache and conflict continue to broadcast the truth of your word word into our hearts encourage us father always help us to navigate the tricky waters of relationships and hurdle the stumbling blocks the enemy lines our daily path with. Oh, Lord, we know in this world we will have trouble, but we do not want it to steal our joy, for you have overcome the world. And though it can be hard and discouraging, let us take heart in your truth, squash the distorted thoughts and lies with the encouraging words of your son Jesus. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. David stated, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He and so many others in the Bible have left their legacies of your encouraging word despite their sins and shortcomings. Let us fall in their footsteps, Father. Let us follow you despite our imperfections. Adjust our exper- expectations because of your perspective. Help us to keep getting up keep following you to keep hoping to keep holding on to the joy and peace Jesus died to give us he is our ultimate source of encouragement and now father as I come to share with the congregation the words that you have given me I ask that your voice will be heard over mine I ask that you will bless and challenge us and that we will be transformed by an encounter with you the living God in Jesus name amen I don't know how you're feeling today, but as I stand here or sit here in a practically empty building, I feel like I've stepped into a weird Hollywood movie. Except it's real life. We are all grappling with the changing reality of everyday life as it transforms into something which is like nothing we have ever imagined. The impact of COVID 19 on our family life, on our employment, our hobbies, our friendships, our finances, is both shocking and frightening. yet today I want to talk about hope. How can we ever consider talking about hope in these circumstances? For hope, well, it speaks of optimism. It implies that there are options. Hope is an expression of our positive desires. And it's usually based on a realistic expectation that they can be attained. In the midst of a pandemic, we are surrounded by reducing options, vulnerability, fear and uncertainty are leading some of us along the path towards despair. It is in times like this, we need to find a different understanding of hope. And we find it in the Bible. In Paul's letter to the church in Rome, he writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. My own hopes have no power on their own. They cannot change my situation and nor can I sustain hope indefinitely. When you and I express hope, we're often basing our hopes on the actions of others who can and do let us down. Or we're expressing a wish for events to go a particular way. I hope the weather will be nice tomorrow. I hope this pandemic will just go away. Hope in the God of hope does not remove the dark or painful events we face. Hope is not unrealistic about the challenges before us. God is fully aware of the difficulties we face. Isaiah 43 verses 1 and 2 says, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When, that's when, not if, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Isn't this just how we feel sometimes? That we're drowning in trials, swept away by events, walking through the heat of circumstance. Yet in all this, God promises to be with you, not at a distance, but in the depths. He knows your name. He has not left you. He sees you, he sees your pain. And he promises you will not be overcome by all you face. Isn't that amazing? Hope is a defining quality of God. Hope in the Bible is a confident expectation, not wishful thinking. To be people of hope, we have to base our hope on something. And the Bible tells us the basis of our hope is Jesus. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus promises his followers, be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus, the Son of God, who came to the world because of the greatness of his love for us. Jesus, who was willing to die for us to restore our relationship with God. Jesus is the source of our hope. God was not defeated by death. He raised Jesus to life. Jesus truly has overcome all the world can throw at him. And he promises to stand with us in the midst of all life throws at us. The God of hope says, I am the source of your hope. Let me read the verse from romans again i would like us to remember we have a choice may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit sometimes our belief our trust in god is based on the fact we know he has the ability to change our circumstances and let's be honest that is exactly what we want him to do I will be able to serve, love, acknowledge you, God, when you fix the situation. The way we all prefer to operate is to ask someone to prove they're worthy of our trust. God tells us to trust him even when it makes no sense. You see, God himself is the source of our hope, not the things he may or may not do for us. Often, it seems, the Bible gets things the wrong way round. Earlier in this letter to the Romans Paul writes, suffering produces endurance. I think we would all agree with that. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Well, conventional wisdom would say suffering kills hope. Hope can feel like a mirage as we become increasingly numb because of our overwhelming challenges. Conventional wisdom would say hope in the face of dire circumstances is foolish, shameful even. Despair is easier to sell than reassurance. It's easier to play through our fears than to dwell in our hopes. Trust in God is essential for us to have any hope. But how can we trust when life is on a downward spiral? And am I willing to trust God even when nothing is changing? even when things get worse, even when the worst happens. Is my belief in God just an intellectual concept, something which I remove from my everyday life, or am I willing to base my decisions on God's promises? Am I willing to sacrifice my rights, my need to understand a situation, or my personal interests for God's perspective? The God of hope says, I am the source of your hope. The God of hope says, trust in me, I will not put you to shame. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can make the choice to trust God, but it is his strength which gives us the ability to have hope. As we cling to God, we have these promises. Psalm 73 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Our emotional resources of courage and motivation, they just run out. Our physical reserves run dry, but God's never do. And he promises to give us his resources if we will ask him. Isaiah says to us, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Doesn't that give us hope? Can you imagine soaring, running? Often I can't. But God promises that abundance, not the bare minimum. It is on his power that our hope depends. The God of hope says, I am the source of your hope. The God of hope says, trust in me and I will not put you to shame. The God of hope says, I will provide all the strength you need. God also promises joy and peace. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill you all joy and peace how is this even possible joy is not happiness it's not the sign of a bubbly bubbly personality it's not delusion in the face of a crisis no joy is contentment or satisfaction regardless of our circumstances it is something God gives us when we trust him God can give us joy when we are isolated and lonely especially now during the government-mandated social isolation. God can give us joy when tempers are fraying. God can give us joy when fear and despair threaten to overwhelm us. Joy helps us to see the good around us. Joy shifts our perspective. Surely we all long for this joy in the midst of these difficult times. And God promises peace. Peace is being secure with who you are and confident that God is in control, no matter what. We all desperately long for peace as we watch the news, read the papers, as we observe what is happening in our world. We need peace as some of us contemplate the loss of employment, financial strain, separation from those we love and perhaps the loss of our identity. Jesus says to his followers, peace I leave with you my peace I give to you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled do not be afraid there is no way we can have untroubled hearts or freedom from fear unless we're living in a world that is detached from the real world right now but the peace that we're talking about here is a gift from Jesus The peace that Jesus gives us is not a result of any improvement or change in our situation. No, the peace from Jesus shows us there is something other than the darkness, even when we are in the midst of the darkness. Jesus' peace is a reminder that we are beloved, that he has not and will not abandon us. This verse tells us we are filled with peace and joy if we trust in him. No half measures with God. I find this hard to imagine. Some days when I'm struggling and my reserves of joy and peace are lacking, it doesn't seem possible. But if God promises this to us, we can be sure that it is true, for he is faithful. And so I choose to call out to him again and again, asking him to fill me with his joy and peace. The God of hope says, I am the source of your hope. The God of hope says, trust in me. I will not put you to shame. The God of hope says, I will provide all the strength you need. The God of hope says, I am in control. The darkness is not all there is. Be secure in that knowledge. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit here is the final thought from this verse did you notice the word overflow so if i fill this glass full That's like us. We're stopped, filled at the top, filled with peace and joy. But if I let it overflow, I have no control over where it spreads. It just keeps going. But God has control over where it flows. God gives us hope and the promises of joy, peace and power through his Holy Spirit but it isn't just so that I can fill my glass and feel better about my situation. Definitely not. We are to be the people of hope. We are to spread hope wherever we go. Not least in times like this. God determines the impact of our overflowing. We just need to let the abundance of hope, peace and joy flow out from us. It was given to us by God. It was never ours to hold on to. His resources do not run dry. There is plenty more for us all. Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. God has given us a light of hope to shine in the darkness. How can you hold the light for others to see? For our light can become a source of inspiration and encouragement. Our light can be the spark needed to challenge apathy, selfishness, injustice, hopelessness and fear. I don't have a candle big enough to drive the darkness away on my own. But when we combine our hope, even if we are physically separated, when we stand together to shine into the darkness, we can become places of refuge. Of restoration, of love, of joy and of peace for those around us who so desperately need it. May each one of us turn to God and trust in him to be our hope in the days ahead. I don't know what that looks like for each of us in our current situation but I do believe that God is the hope our world needs and I believe he calls us to be the voice of hope and light in the darkness So may each one of us ask God for the courage and strength to bring his hope into the world. The God of hope says, I am the source of your hope. The God of hope says, trust in me, I will not put you to shame. The God of hope says, I will provide all the strength you need. The God of hope says, I am in control. The darkness is not all there is. Be secure in that knowledge. The God of hope says, let my hope overflow to those around you. Let us pray. Father, we pray that you, the God of hope, will fill us with all joy and all peace. Father, may we choose to trust in you and believe that you will not put us to shame. And Lord, as we lean on the strength that you give us, may we be able to overflow to those that we love and into the darkness that surrounds us with hope and joy and peace. Father, I thank you for the enabling power of your Holy Spirit who allows us to be the light in the darkness, who allow us to be the bearers of hope and joy and peace. Amen. We're going to conclude now with a song, Great Are You Lord. May God bless you in this week ahead and in all that you do in his name. Amen.